Welcome back to this week's episode in the Scale the Good podcast, where we welcome Shamilan of Nifron, who is a part of the Accelerator program in the Lost Ingredients Lab, where we discussed blockchain technology and its impact on the agriculture sector. Welcome back to the Scale the Good podcast. This week, we have Shamilan from Niftron, who is a part of the Accelerator program of the Lost Ingredients Lab. Uh, welcome to the Scale the Good podcast, Shamilan. Hi, Emma. Thank you. It's it's my pleasure to be part of here. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. If you don't mind, if we can just get started, if you can tell us a little bit about Niftron, um, your story, and, and how you came to found the company. Sure. So Niftron is, it's, we started Niftron in uh, early 2020. So it's the time that uh, COVID started. <laughs> so it's uh, with, with that we started Niftron. So the so the reason that we started is so I'll just go behind and tell the story like why we started Niftron uh, rather than like uh, how it started. So initially, like uh, I was also coming from the blockchain background, so I was like uh, getting into blockchain. So I I did software engineering and did some developments and then get accidentally get into blockchain and. Uh, it's kind of I can tell like the blockchain captivated me so it's like uh, I, I tell and most of the people who are in the blockchain also they tell like it's it's like kind of a one-way path so once you go inside it's very difficult to come back yeah <laughs> and uh, I get into blockchain and the main reason uh, I like blockchain is it's a technology that reinvent the way that we build trust mm. especially with the uh, two untrusted parties because in this world like we, we rarely trust each others and it takes long time to trust and it's a matter of seconds to lose that trust as well. So blockchain is a technology that allows people to freely communicate, freely transfer valuable assets, and freely live their lives in a more accountable and trustable way. So that is one of the reasons I like blockchain. And also when I did a bit of research, like we can see trust is one of the things that not reinvented uh, for a while. So every other way is that the way we eat, the way we watch movies, the way we travel, everything is reinvented. But trust is something that is not reinvented. So that is the reason I get into blockchain and then I was like uh, working in the blockchain domain for a while and then built a small team. And then we felt like everywhere the blockchain is a buzzword and hype, but then real businesses are not getting that easily into the blockchain, right. especially that breaking that barrier. Mm-hmm. So usually they do research. I'm, I'm talking about in 2019, 2020 period. So they do research, they do POCs, but they don't build that scalable applications. It's not only in Sri Lanka, but in other countries as well. So we thought to make blockchain simple for the businesses. So that is the aim that we started Niftron. So breaking the barriers of telling the blockchain is a high tech or it's it's high costly and it's it's not for the small businesses. So we want to break that barrier and bring the blockchain for everyone that they can easily uh, adapt it and easily use it. So that is the reason that we started and the purpose is as it all like making the blockchain simple and affordable for everyone. Amazing. And now, I mean, I have to ask this question. I, I get it often. I think of it myself. Um, blockchain is a very fancy word. Um, and it's kind of a, a word that's tossed around, but a lot of people don't know it. I mean, honestly, if you were to explain blockchain to your grandmother, um, how would you be able to do that? <laughs> yeah, this is the question I, I get a lot of times. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, uh, in my perspective, blockchain is a technology that you can transfer valuable assets mm-hmm. in between two untrusted parties. 
So the two important thing is it's a valuable asset and two untrusted parties. Sure. So usually when we want to transfer something with a trusted party, I mean our close friends or something, we usually do it. But even though when it comes to valuable things, we'll be scared to do it because as I told again, like you may trust a person today, but it's not sure you will be trust that same person next month. Right. So that is the reason that people are a bit more uh, skeptical on doing these things. And blockchain allows you to bridge that gap. So you can instantly transfer valuable assets with two untrusted parties in an instant manner. The trust is coming from the blockchain technology. In terms of valuable assets, what I mean by is people mostly go into cryptos or monetary values, but it's not only that. So it's anything that's valuable for you. So sometimes it's, it's, it's valuable as money or sometimes it's valuable as real estate or sometimes it's valuable as data. So if you own a medical records or your personal uh, medical records, so that is more valuable for you. Right. So you can transfer that with uh, one untrusted party in a trustable manner to view those things. So okay. in, in a simple words, it's a technology that allow you to transfer valuable assets or data or anything in between two untrusted bodies. Great. And I mean, you spoke about it a bit before, but Nifron specifically, you're working with businesses, right? Yeah. Um, and you gave the example of how personally we can do this. If you can discuss a little bit more, um, I mean, you yourself kind of are recognized as a startup in the sense that it's quite new. You're only three years in. Um, how? What are the differences between working with fellow startups, with SMEs, um, with larger corporates, if there's any nuances between um, different kinds of companies and maybe even industries as well? True. Yeah. So it's, it's always like, uh, I mean, regardless of the industry or the domain that they're in, everywhere what we've seen as a, a single uh, connecting point with uh, us and with blockchain with these businesses is trust. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to manufacturers, they want the consumers to trust their products. And when it comes to like uh, charitable organizations, they want to t- build that trust with their donors. Right. And when it comes to governments, they want to build that trust with their citizens. So everywhere the trust is the common factor that we can see. And uh, that is the point that we uh, go in and help those businesses or organizations or governments to build that trust in a more easier and uh, more cost-effective way to with these parties. So I'll give you a couple of examples on uh, what we have done in the past. Mm-hmm. So we have worked with uh, different domains, like in terms of the banking, fintech, and also manufacturing side. So one of the recent projects that we have done in the last year is we profiled Sri Lankan traditional rice uh, in, in terms of 400,000 kgs of Sri Lankan traditional rice in blockchain. All right. So it's a company that is producing Sri Lankan traditional rice in an organic way, and they're exporting to outside markets and selling it in local. So they want to use the blockchain technology to build that trust with their consumers. What they're claiming is actually what's happening. So they say, I mean, everywhere we can go and see like there's organic uh, products, but we don't know whether it's organic or not in the supermarket shelves. And we don't have any way to instantly verify it. So here the business is providing a way uh, organic traditional rice. So the packets of each rice, they have a QR code of uh, blockchain. So that is where our product comes. And they profile these particular rice process from the seed level till it comes to the shelf. So where they are getting the seed and they usually send these seeds to laboratories to verify it, whether it's actually uh, traditional Sri Lankan rice and then when they seed it, when they harvest it. And also they go a bit uh, advanced and they put sensors in those lands to make sure there's no fertilizers were spread on that. Nice. So all these process will be comes and also humidity level, everything is maintained in the uh, kind of uh, proper standards. So when it comes to the end consumer, 
they can just scan the QR code and they can see the complete story about that product. So it's more like the product telling the story where it come from. Right. And the advantage of using that blockchain is whatever the story that you are viewing there is actually what happened. So as a consumer, you can directly go and verify it whether it's true or not. Because otherwise, you can't prove that one. So if it is harvested on this particular date, mm-hmm. you can directly verify it at the supermarket whether it's harvested on this particular date or not. Amazing. And just to go a little bit deeper, technically, um, what is kind of the interface that is shown? So when you're working with the, I mean, you just gave an example for customers, but from the business end, how are they able to kind of track this? What is kind of the interface that they work with? Yeah, so what we do is we give them a flexible uh, ways to input those data into these profiles. So we, we call it as a profile for each product. So in a way, like uh, as a humans, we have a profile in social medias, I mean, Facebook, LinkedIn, and all. Yes. So we want to make that for products as well. Got it. So when you're getting an, a rice packer, so the rice packer will have a profile. And in that profile, it stores the complete history from when it's seeded to when it uh, comes to the shelf. So you can see the complete story with all the people's involved. So they use uh, three main mechanisms to capture the data. So one is we have a web app and the mobile app, so they can directly able to input those data to the profiles. And we use sensors uh, where they can directly connect with the sensors and take it. And when it comes to the large enterprises, they usually have SAP or other systems where they already store these data. So we, through the APIs, we can able to gather those data. Whenever they feed it there, it will automatically build the profile for them. And also like, uh, when the, when these profiles are built, so it comes in a form, they can export these as a QR codes, barcodes, and we work with some apparels where they use uh, RFIDs, NFT tags. Right. So you can use different mechanisms inside your products, and the moment that they scan, the user will see the profile, and they can tap and verify whatever the information they want through the blockchain, and also they have opportunities to uh, get as a collectible. So as we, in the blockchain, so we know the NFTs and things were like getting a boom on that other side. So we allow people to get collectibles as the time that they're purchasing these products. So then as a business, you know who are your customer exactly. Mm-hmm. So you can, it's, it's, a, it's a two-way communication. So it's not just you're telling the story and uh, just stopping from there. But whenever the time point that they're scanning this one, you get connected directly with your consumers. So we treat it as your product is the ambassador for you. Wow, okay. Because the business can't talk without the product. So the product is what reaching to the consumer. So they are talking with the cons- uh, product. So that we treat the product as ambassador and then bring the consumers connect with the brands. So they can directly share the story and the vice versa, they can get connected and they can share the collectibles. So they get more marketing sides from the business point of view as well. Definitely, that's incredible. Um, you're kind of flipping this whole customer business relationship on its head. Um, how has it been speaking with these businesses that maybe are in more traditional sectors, a um, little bit more old school, I would say, um, how has their response been to this? And I mean, even for new age companies, um, we grow up learning that businesses operate in a very specific way, right? A very traditional way. Um, this is, again, flipping it on its head. How has that response been in working with them? Uh, it's Initially, it's really tough for yeah. us <laughs> because, uh, I mean, a couple of things. One is uh, what we are doing in terms of the supply chain and how it's connected to the consumers. I mean, in, in a way, it's more like a marketing, branding, and all those things involved in that. But in the other side, it's in blockchain. Mm. So most of these traditional businesses, I mean, they want to get into blockchain, but then they don't know like where to start it. 
but they won't somehow get into these things as well uh, with their computers and the advantages and all those things so sometimes when we initially pitch so we had a bit of a difficult on uh, like uh, pitching them on first blockchain and then come back to our businesses and we we faced like bit of difficult in the early stages and we changed our way of talking the way we pitch uh, to the businesses in terms of what they want and how we can tap into that and that's where uh, we kind of shifted from there and then we get into uh, a kind of a proper way that we can communicate with these businesses so nowadays we can see there are two kind of uh, spectrum that we can see on one side is the businesses who are doing best practices okay so if they are following a uh, kind of an organic practices or a sustainable processes or even using women empowerment so those things they are always claiming only right so just claim by the words okay we are 100% recycled yes or else we are using 70% our uh, workforce from women or else we are 100% organic but then they don't have any way to prove it sure so as we can see the next generation i mean gen z's and all those things i mean people don't want to see a junk of numbers or else a bunch of words so they want to verify by themselves whether this claim is true or not so they want more informations and more connected with the brands so here what we are doing is allowing those businesses to tell their stories and best practices in a trustable way so not just words it's like kind of a claim that they can directly verify so that is one side we can see and on the other side when are the businesses who are exporting to the outside markets mm-hmm. they don't have any visibility of where their consumers are so they usually have the visibility up to distributors but they don't know exactly who are the consumers and their behaviors on that so this is a product that allows them to directly connect with each and every consumer outside so it's more like a brand you have a more control over your consumer market rather than you depend on the distributors and all the other underlying layers. Understood. Um I think for international market this is something we see more commonly, but here in Sri Lanka it's kind of slow to take off. Um but it's definitely something that would be very beneficial for companies, especially those who are wanting to connect with international partners. Um what do you see as some of the kind of barriers for local companies to access this? Is it something that um has a lot of overhead required a lot of kind of restructuring reconfiguration um or do you think it's something that is more accessible accessible than we think it is exactly so it's it's what you mentioned in the last mm. so it's it's easy yeah. and it's more accessible so the people uh, sometimes they think that it's is more high tech yes. so we have to spend a lot or uh, allocate a huge amount in the budget and also they want to put some lot of man hours and things but it's actually doing the other way around mm-hmm. it's uh cut your cost a lot based on whatever we have seen in our past with our clients it cut the cost mm-hmm. it cut the labor hours and also with our platform you don't need to do any uh, configurations or else modifications in your systems so you can do your business as you're doing now right we comes as a kind of a plug and play model where mm. you can use us to build the trust on top of your existing systems so you don't need to go and uh, integrate or modifications on that so in three simple ways that we do so we have templates for different uh, profiling mechanisms mm-hmm. so whether it's a uh, uh, like a uh, uh, consumable products or else apparel so we have different uh, profiles you can take your profile you can customize it according to your workflow and you can instantly profile it so that's how simple it is and uh, it's cost effective as well so there's a cost involved in using the platforms and all but comparing to how we are spending the cost for building the trust and on your trust branding and also marketing 
and also the labor hours that is involved in manual recordings. Mm. So when it comes to these audit reports like uh, the temperatures, humidity sensors, and all those things, all these days, even in Sri Lanka, like majority of the businesses, they go in papers and they record these things one by one. Right. So now they don't need to do that. They can show the profile. of an average okay this is how we spend it in their audits as well mm-hmm. so it's everything is digital it's build your bring your future proof so those are the main advantages that business gets and at last i mean it's super super easy yeah i mean i think this is a siren call for companies but i think also for government as well um i think we all have gone to the pains of going to government offices dealing with hundreds of papers manually filling exactly. things out um and there's an element that i think if we can convert some of those would be beneficial for all <laughs> true um this is not something that you have done alone of course um are there other kind of partners in the ecosystem in the industry um startup ecosystem here especially in tech is quite tight um are there other people that have kind of helped you in this journey um as a company and just kind of as an individual as well exactly there's a lot of people uh, who helped us yeah. from the start from i mean before even we started the company so when we uh, like get this idea okay we are, we are planning to start a startup and also there are a lot of people who uh, inspired us and a mm-hmm. lot of people who supported us so some notable ones are like uh, i mean uh, i have anyway instantly like i have two co-founders yes. so they are the main uh, main guys who are behind this so we three uh, come together and we plan to start it and we all left the job and then straight jump into the company and we started from scratch and uh, quick one there you left the job yeah If I remember right, a week before COVID. Exactly. So uh, a week before the COVID. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know that there's a there, I don't there's a COVID, but I don't know like there's really lockdown like yeah. this, massive things on that. So I just uh, just left the job and right. then uh, just started about to start and then the COVID came. But but in a way, I would say it's uh, one side is it's bad. So I'm not promoting COVID, but <laughs> in one side is it's bad. But the other side, as a business for us, is mm. it gives us more. uh focused because there's no distraction so we have to stay inside the home so we can't go outside yeah. we can't do anything so we are always inside the home and uh, we just connect through online and then we started to just build 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 so that's what uh, we have done and and we we get a good progress on that and also in terms of support so we have been uh, part with the uh, ICT spiralation mm-hmm. so they have supported us in the initial stages and we gone through that and uh, we got investment from lankan angel network so that community has helped us on that and also like nowadays we have been with the uh, glx uh, lasting greenness labs and multiple other accelerators from local and global and also there are a lot of clients uh, who have uh, uh, supported us or, or our early adopters in the stages so because at that time the product is not that uh, known in the market or not that matured so whenever we go and pitch okay they also like okay let's start it let's do it so that is that is kind of the encouragement that we get and uh, and also like still now there are a lot of people uh, promoting us mm-hmm. and a lot of people bringing leads for us from outside uh, sri lanka so uh, we are we are grateful for those yeah that's great to hear um and i have to ask it's um it's a very unique name is there a story behind the name there <laughs> so ideally we uh, do when we started nifron so the all the projects that we do the baseline is we use it as tokenizations okay so that is where before the nfts get hyped in 2021 so we started <laughs> in 2019 20 period so we want to go at that time onwards everything is on token level so it's easy for us to uh, trace it and it's easy for us to transfer the ownership from for an example 
in this use case like from farmer to transport guy or transport to warehouse it's easy for us to move it and also it's easy for us to trace and um, do the cross chains and different technicalities as well so we want to do find a name that is with uh, comes aligned with the nft or uh, tokens right so we gone through a lot of things and then we come up with nephron so which you can ideally nft is there <laughs> so and also it's it sounds nice for us yes so then uh, we we gone with that yeah <laughs> great to know i think we were all kind of a bit curious on that one it, and you're right it does sound very nice and intriguing and you definitely want to learn more about it <laughs> Um if you can just kind of take us through um a typical day for your team. Um are you all based here or do you guys meet up every day? Um what's kind of a a typical typical day that you're going through? Yeah, we have a office in uh, Parkland. Mm-hmm. So we are working there and uh, yeah, we meet uh, every day so frequently like I mean at least four days per week uh, we meet and before that we we work mostly in the work from home manner but nowadays like we are meeting together and also apart from three of uh, our founders so we have a team of uh, eight people so they also work there and some of them are working in home some of them are come to the office so we meet and the typical days we mostly i mean we also come from the technical background so we mostly focus on uh, shaping the product and things as well and most of the other time the founders we focus on sales marketing and uh, talking to the clients uh, consumers and also uh, like uh, finding new leads so that is that is the most uh, typical day for us and also i allocate a, a time in uh, in my schedule to focus on how to improve the product mm-hmm. and also how to fine tune with uh, different experts that we are working with accelerators like glx and all so we uh, we talk with them and see like what are the avenues that we can Uh, I mean, bring more values to the consumers or the customers of us. So how we can build their trust in different ways. How we can showcase their stories in a more uh, like a, a nicer manner to the consumers. So those are things that we typically work on a day. Yeah, That's and cool. and at the end we play as well, <laughs> <laughs> as you should. Yeah. <laughs> um, and and you earlier spoke about um a few of the clients that you have in industries, and you say it's pretty industry agnostic. Um, but from an outsider's perspective, um, blockchain and agriculture are not the most, you know, you wouldn't really put them together. Um, what was your approach into getting into ag kind of companies? Um, and how has that experience been compared to other industries? Yes. So ideally, like uh, there are in Sri Lanka, it's not that uh, I mean, in, in, in terms of agriculture, the techniques tech is not much adapted in Sri Lanka comparing to other countries. So not only blockchain, but in IODs and different things as well. Right. So what we do is we see like uh, how other countries were adapted to technologies, especially like when it comes to agriculture. So in in supply chains and all there are there are a lot of other countries who are more advanced in terms of like Walmart and all they're raising their mm. uh, consumable goods and all these things there so when we were approaching the clients we go and i mean rather than like uh, take them through the whole journey and make them more scared so we uh, pitch to them and we initially work with the consumer i'm um, work with our clients we understand their story how their supply chain works and what are the best practices they do and most of the times what we understand or what we felt is they do a lot of best practices comparing to how other countries were producing sri lankan companies and agriculture are doing a lot of best practices and lot of 
sustainable ways uh, that they are doing as well. Can you expand upon that a little bit? What are some sure. things that you have picked up on um, in the past? Sure. So most of the times, like when we when we work with uh, these uh, rice or else uh, when it comes to the uh, different uh, vegetables and all. So especially rice, they do different grading mechanisms, different standards maintains, and also different uh, uh, structure that they prove that the temperatures and things are in line. But what is the most uh, important thing is they don't tell those stories outside. Mm. So mm-hmm. we do everything. I'm, I'm. Mean, it's in Sri Lankan culture, I guess. So we do a lot of good things. We do a lot of uh, standard maintenance and everything, but we never tell that it outside. But in outside world, they do very less than us, but they tell it in a in a larger scale. Right. So that's where the word goes out. So and and we work with some of the companies where they do like a uh, triple washing. So these are the mechanisms that they want to prove it. They can claim it, and we work with one of the apparels where they are using. 90% of their uh, workers are women. Yes. And they are coming from a typical culture where sometimes they are single mothers or else low income families. So these businesses are helping those women to upbring their lives. But they are not showcasing that outside world, okay, this is what we do right. or buying our product, you also be a part of this kind of ecosystem to help these kind of uh, people or help this kind of a cultural ecosystem. So that's what we want to bring it outside and tell it Exactly. It's not like something you want to tell what you're not doing, mm-hmm. but you're already doing those things. So using this kind of technologies, we can tell that in a more trustable manner right. to those parties. So that is what we identified by working with, especially in the agriculture sector. So we work with something on the documentation, fintech and different things. But in agriculture manufacturing in Sri Lanka, apparel or different plastic manufacturers we work with. So all these guys, that is the thing that we felt. And they don't see it as a bigger thing. But right. for us and for outside, it's it's a bigger thing. So they can take those best practices and market it in a in a larger scale. Understood. And what are the challenges, if any, um, that you've seen working in agriculture industry? Uh, one of the challenges in Sri Lanka is uh, most of the farmers uh, when we when we go and uh, use them on technical sides, and also it's pretty difficult to convince them on uh, accessing those these applications and different things on that. So we make it a bit more simpler and easier versions for them. And also some of the businesses that we work, they send their own workers to these paddy fields and uh, different farms to take the pictures and different things by themselves. Right. And also, I mean, some some areas that we work. As, as it's come from, we trace from seed level to uh, shelf. Sometimes the, the internet connectivity is, so these kind of uh, difficulties were there. But apart from that, I don't see anything as a barrier in terms of working in Sri Lankan agriculture. Mm. The main barrier is the businesses need to have a bit more open-minded. Yes. And they had to, I mean, they want to get into these or adapt these technologies to bring their businesses in a more larger scale and tell the stories in a in a trustable and verifiable manner. Yeah, yeah. I think that goes back to what we were speaking about earlier, um, the mindset. Exactly. Um, and I think once that is opened up, I mean, there's endless possibilities. Which I think so nowadays, good. like uh, when when we have done it in the initial stages, it's pretty pretty difficult for us. But nowadays we have the results. So what we have done, we can showcase their results and what we have done, we can prove it. So now businesses were like kind of uh, getting into that. And also like... Uh, now they can see, I mean, especially when it comes to Europe market, they with the EU regulations and all. So they want to show the traceability of their product where it come from. 
right to claim the eu certificates to get into the exports market so it comes as standard now in germany and different countries as well so that is one of the pushing uh, point for them as well to get into that because they don't have different ways to uh, prove that one because this is instantly anyone can verify it uh, where it's come from and all these locations and identifications on that and it's a great strength for sri lankan companies to have that um exactly. and i think that's kind of one of the big um advantages of this program that we're trying to highlight um when you first heard of the lost ingredients uh, program um what kind of enticed you to apply uh i first came across these uh, in uh, facebook if i'm not wrong mm-hmm. so i saw this one and then i'm like okay what are these guys doing lost yeah. ingredients so <laughs> i i'm just i don't know about this accelerator and all but i want to see like what is that lost ingredients and right. things on that so i went through that and then i see like okay this is something that uh, kind of we can work with that so with the product that we have in the niftron the dpro so which is focusing on these traceabilities so i i thought like okay this is something a potential one for us because what we have done in the past is on the traceabilities and different things on that and these kind of uh, ingredients is what we want to trace it more mm-hmm. because it's it's ideal it's are mostly in sri lanka and we exporting outside but we can easily prove that it's come from sri lanka it's going through these best practices like seaweed jackfruit and different things on that so i just thought to apply on that and then we had some interviews and that that is my initial insp- i mean idea on that so i just came as what is this lost ingredients <laughs> and then i'm uh, at the accelerator now yeah right <laughs> and now that we're a few months in how has the program been for you um i mean compared to your expectations and everything how is it been for you it's really great so we we came with uh, some expectations to the program so mm-hmm. some support and some uh, scale up uh, uh, plans as well so it's 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 more than that what we uh, ideally thought so glx is offering us uh, more and more every time <laughs> and uh, what we are not expecting <laughs> and uh, especially on the mentors that we get so we can able to find you on our pro- project and the businesses and the uh, models that we are working on so we can able to find you on in terms of different avenues like business side or else uh, product uh, the view and the looks of the side and also marketing and we have different experts and they are helping us a lot and and even last week also we had a expert call and it's kind of eye opening so we never thought uh this kind of uh, views and this kind of a point of uh, views as well so it's it's really eye opening for us and we are learning a lot from there and the other side uh, we are getting connected with uh, different uh, garage companies and yes. different companies in sri lanka as well as outside so that is uh, really good for us in terms of uh, doing testings on different models different products and different markets as well exactly and and going back to those three garage companies how has the experience been working with them um and especially in in very unique ingredients as well exactly so this is the first time i'm uh, experiencing or, or seeing something on the seaweed side yes so <laughs> all is, of us yeah <laughs> <laughs> and uh, i was like uh, i'm really curious on like how they produce and what are the things that they do and their story is also like, i mean it's really unique stories that they are proving that uh, they want to prove that it's it's come from the coastal areas of sri lanka and uh, they're using a f- uh, farming culture uh, bringing them and then selling it on different uh, i mean countries and also they are maintaining the standards nutrition and all those things as well so it's it's really great to work with these guys because these are the things that kind of match with uh, or really map with uh, what we uh, do it as a platform as well right and also the other ingredients like gotagala and uh, veg patties so there are there are a lot of lot and lot is there <laughs> yes definitely I mean it's great to see both of your kind of industries interact with each other um because I think there's a lot 
of crossover and it's great to see that being explored in the program. I mean, within the program and way beyond, um, what do you see the future for Nifron to be like? Sure. So with the program that what we see is uh, we want to like kind of uh, expand our contacts, expand our business as much as we can. And also uh, get uh, get along and work with these all the uh, experts uh, from different uh, avenues and different uh, domain sites and uh, fine tune our product and uh, make it in a bit better uh, to the market and take it to the market in a better way. And also beyond that, so the one mission that we have is uh, bring the blockchain accessible for different domains, different industries, which is not tapped. Right. So most of the times when it comes to blockchain, everyone knows crypto. <laughs> and uh, they if you ask what is beyond crypto they know say nft yeah. but after that they don't know anything that uh, what is going in the majority of the people exactly so there's a huge potential out there so i would say like nft and cryptos are like 0.1 percent in blockchain wow and there's uh, other 99.9 percent out there so you can tap into that and that is the market that we uh, work on that and also we want to build trust on assets products individuals and uh, different uh, documentations, different things that you do. So the aim is to build trust on each of these things. So we that is that's one of the aim of us and that is where we work on different products profilings, asset profilings, all the people who are working in these businesses as individual profilings. Mm-hmm. So those are things that we do in with the aim of uh, building trust in products, assets and individuals and to make a, make a kind of a better world yeah. or at least make Sri Lanka in a better way to to in a more accountable what they do with an integrity and all and also to build a credible uh, a community as well definitely i mean if you are able to share maybe a few examples um that your team is thinking about in terms of what's beyond nfts and crypto is there anything you're able to share with us so we can kind of get our minds jogging <laughs> sure yeah so we we do uh, nfts cryptos in 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 along with these uh, applications but we don't like just to focus on that sure so what we do most of the times is we work on agriculture and uh, documentation so we uh, treat it in a way building an audit trail on different processes that you are doing right so each of the product it goes through a process if you take a document it goes through a process if you take an individual uh, any anything that they apply or is any insurance or anything that they go through a process so every business process or the bpm so we want to build an audit trail on that. Mm-hmm. So once you build an audit trail, that is where you can build more internal uh, accountability for the people who are involved. So because, I mean, we lack of accountability, I would say. I mean, it's, it's a sad thing, but we <laughs> lack of accountability as a whole country most of the times. Right. Because the reason is there's no transparency in what we do. Yes. So we do some things and we know that no one will come back to us and they, they can't see anything. Mm-hmm. But with this uh, blockchain, with this audit trail, with this transparency, Everyone, whenever they do something or perform an action, they know that, okay, people can watch. And if I do something wrong, I can get caught at any time. Right. So they'll be more accountable on what they do. And also the other side, the people who are already doing a lot of good things, they can have a way of proving those things. Mm. So in, in our culture, like I said all earlier, like people do good things, but they don't get outside or they don't showcase outside. So this is the way or this is the technology for them to showcase it and prove it what they're already doing good things in a, in a nicer manner and the other side building that accountability as well and that is the audit trail is one of the main age areas that we work and apart from that we are working on fintech banking as well on kyc's dids uh, and uh, different mechanisms on the fintech side and 
and also like i mean in terms of the agriculture it's not only agriculture traceability that we do we do apparel we do plastic mm-hmm. we do recycling traceabilities so we can prove uh, that complete recycling process of with the audit trail so those are the main areas that we work my gosh the way i see it you guys are like the detectives for good really i mean um kind of snuffing out where we need to um spend a little bit more of accountability and trust um within ourselves and with business and government and many more sectors like you exactly. had so mentioned exactly so one more thing i can tell you is like uh, i mean i always think like i mean we don't know like i mean in blockchain we don't know who is the one invented the blockchain <laughs> so usually it comes as the shatoji nakamoto so he is the one who printed there but i always tell like uh, people go behind most of the times not in align with what is the vision of blockchain right because the reason is we don't have founder who comes and tell so for nifron we can come and tell that what is the vision of us right. or what is the purpose of nifron or any other businesses there will be someone who comes and tell but in blockchain there's no one to tell what is the purpose or what is the vision of that maybe if satoshi is there he would tell <laughs> the trust is the main reason that uh, he builded the blockchain the purpose of behind the blockchain is to build the trust right and uh, the way that he promoted is through cryptos and bitcoins and things as well yeah i mean like you said it's very undefined but it's great to see that nifron is really defining it and redefining it um in a way that's um for the betterment of all of us exactly um shamilan it has been great to speak with you and learn so much more about blockchain than i had ever imagined googling online and <laughs> and seeking out for myself so thank you so much for spending your time with us today sure thank you and thanks for inviting me and thanks for the opportunity to share the experience and uh, where we come from so it's a, it's kind of a recap for me as well going behind <laughs> uh, from where we started until now so thanks for the opportunity and uh, yeah it's been great for us being with the uh, glx and uh, lost ingredients lab as well and uh, looking forward to more and more and uh, looking forward to bring trust in all the aspects as well thank you definitely thank you so much thank you so much for listening all the way to the end of this week's episode where we connected with one of the three accelerator companies a part of the lost ingredients lab the lost ingredients lab is a platform for sri lankan organic and regenerative agriculture and food sectors to integrate their value chains through innovation and collaboration The initiative is formed under the Support to Small and Medium Enterprises in the Organic Agriculture Sector program of the Multi-Donor Action jointly co-financed by the European Union in Sri Lanka and the German Federal Ministry for Economic Cooperation and Development implemented by GIZ Sri Lanka. Through collaboration, global opportunities for Sri Lanka's regenerative and organic food and agri-sector will be strengthened and expanded.